Hey, y'all, it's your pal Uncle Skeet here with a little pre-show information. Hi, it's me, it's Cy. Chad is also here, and we just recorded an episode. And even though Cy is often the cause of episode distress, today, what happened, Chadular? Well, we were about seven minutes into the episode, and I looked down to see how much time it actually had been. And uh, I saw that my card is full, my my... My card is full. So we're going to have to use the audio from the Zoom room. Not always mm -hmm. great because I'm also doing this new thing when I'm at the cabin where I use my phone to record instead of my computer. I like to rely on 5G instead of my internet out here. And and uh, I can't find my AirPods. So I'm using my uh, Bose noise canceling giant over the ear headphones. So listen, we don't know how this is going to sound. And I just hope it sounds okay for, for you guys. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't check my card. And, brother, do you think the people are going to accept that reasoning and enjoy the episode anyways? Yeah, I mean, I sure hope so. It's still the same stuff. I sure hope so, too. And uh, so, you know, have a good time with this episode. And if you want to see more content with uh, video and audio issues head on over to our patreon where we fuck stuff up over there too ladies and gentlemen enjoy today's episode of middle of somewhere that's my uh it's my uh, uh daryl hammond what was the guy what was his name oh yeah the snl ellen cleghorn i don't do impressions <laughs> Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. It's going to be a light rock kind of morning because I just called me daddy before I started talking. I hope you like smooth jazz because that's what we got for you today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming back. And across from me, as always, is the man that made me use this voice, Cy Amundsen. Is it smooth smooth jazz and light rock? It's a light rock morning Well, that you're playing smooth jazz. I don't want to poke holes in this character, but... It also it also sounded like an old man at a young bar trying to pick up chicks. Hey, ladies. Uh, yeah, I was just tonight? there was no part of me that thought that that was a a, a morning DJ. I was like, where's this guy jacking it? Like, this is a yeah, straight. Hey, he's like kids. <laughs> 
Have you ladies ever heard of a Camaro? Oh, you have the Uber app, so you don't need to ride home. All right. You seem like a guy who somehow everybody be like, how did that guy get a job as a, a lunch cafeteria worker? How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is more of a uh, court ordered situation than an employment. Sure, sure, sure. I don't know. I could poke some holes in that, too, but I'm going to I'm going to move forward. Chad, I as you know, I'm dealing with a little bit of a little bit of dizziness today i got a little bit a little bit of head pressure so i don't know i don't know that i'm gonna be on my a game but i probably need to be because there are 10 million things to do at this home that we own and i had i had two of our two of our friends have been to my house recently okay one the wonderful ran barnaclo ran venture himself he mm-hmm. came over last Saturday because they there was music on the lake. Somebody who lives in one of the condos plays in a band. And so they set up and everybody <laughs> hooked their pontoons together and listened to the music. Can I just guess, was this event called Rock Out With Your Dock Out? No, there's no way it was called something that cool. It's impossible for it to have, be called, to have been called something that cool. Okay, because we have a lot of those where in Lakes Country where I'm at, and uh, they're really, really fun. And people uh, make probably $10,000 in merch selling Rock Out with your Dock Out shirts. It's pretty crazy. This was a bunch of, they're like my dad, they're like their dad age, dad age band. And so my prediction when we went out on the the lake, I was like, there's going to be a lot of Eagles type music. I'm going to, this is going to be a Don Henley vibe. And even though I didn't really hear any Eagles, I wasn't wrong about that statement. You know, when you say dad age, it's interesting to me because you're referring to your father. We've talked about this before. You were like mom age and they could be 90. So, I mean, dad age is anywhere from uh, 15, thank you, MTV, sure. 15 to 100. So, but now you're saying Eagles, which also doesn't really, because, you know, I know a youngster that loves the Eagles. And I know an old. Oh, he sounds so cool. The youngster who loves the Eagles sounds super cool. Maybe I'm being a bitch today. Let me tell you the story about Ran and Shubes, and then let me <laughs> learn what's going on in your life. Uh, ran. So this, the, the people who own this house, the woman was a master decorator. I have been, she like went all out for the holidays and not just Christmas, all the holidays. And there have been multiple people who've come by and said like, Oh, you gotta, you know, you got some pretty big shoes to fill in terms of Christmas decorations. And I just look at them and I'm like, I'm not doing that. And like, there's no, there's no part of me that can, and the way they describe the extravagance, I'm like, even if I wanted to decorate, I couldn't achieve that. And so you're the person, you're the person that moves into a a neighborhood and ruins a tradition of 15 years of grandkids coming to look at a house and stuff. And they're all going to drive to your house and it's just going to be dark on Christmas. (laughs) I can't wait. Dude, when they did the garage sale, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm dealing with some stuff. So I don't know if I told this a few weeks ago, but when we had the garage sale, the garage sale is Saturday morning and you can only have one, you can only have it on one day a year. It's like the whole neighborhood has their garage sales. And so 
this woman shows up the day before at our house and knocks on our door and I answer and she was like, where's the woman? I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think I told you this, right? Yeah, like I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm, I'm not only disappointing people in the neighborhood, I'm disappointing people who come to the neighborhood once a year. I'm sure there'll be a slow, steady stream of cars in December that go, OK, kids, here we go. Never mind. We're leaving the neighborhood. It's just, you know, I'm sure people the way they talk about how she decorated, I'm sure it was a sight to see. And I yeah. am I am ruining it for everyone. You else. better buckle up for people knocking on your door, wondering where the hot cocoa stand is. I mean, I think this woman really messed you up by selling you this place. So the we've had to remove a lot of Christmas decorations and we donated them. And it, it, it's like a lot. There's been a there's been a lot. And so Rand comes over and he and I are going to go out on my pontoon during rock out uh with your dock out and <laughs> ran is driving the pontoon and ran right now has been growing his hair out you know because ran's a little he's a little thin up top right ran's hair looks like it's sliding off the back of his head <laughs> it and looks ran, like someone grabbed the back of his hair and pulled it down and it actually moved yeah he looks it looks like it looks like he went skiing you know, against a, a wind that was just filled with hair shears. I'm not great with my <laughs> references this morning. Again, I'm not feeling awesome. The, uh, but it's, it's very, he refers to it as his William Shakespeare hair because he's growing it, it long in the way and he's balding up front and he's got his, he's got his hat and he's dressed the way Rand dressed. He's to the, he's to the nines and tens. And so he hops in. Nobody, everybody in this neighborhood knows everybody and nobody knows Rand. But everybody knows me now. And so Rand and I get out on this boat and we're cruising around all these ponds. Everybody's fucking waving like, oh, hey, how are you liking the neighborhood? That sort of shit. And so I'm just <laughs> somebody we get by. A lot of pontoons are hooked together. So there's like three, four pontoons hooked together, like 15, 20 people on it from the neighborhood. And this woman and it's like not loud. It's in between songs. This woman goes, hey, how are you guys liking being here? And I had told Ran about all the Christmas stuff and Ran just goes, that's ah, all right, but we could use some more Christmas decorations. Just like a fucking dick. Just <laughs> just talking shit, trying to get me in trouble in the neighborhood. And uh, and then Shubes came over the next day and Jenna needed help moving some stuff in the garage. And she's like, will you and Shubes do it? And by that, she just she wanted to include me in the sentence. She's basically like, Shubes, will you help me? Size not a person right. who does anything for me. And <laughs> so we basically have to reorganize a side of the garage for her. And Shubes has autism mm -hmm. and I have obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah, this is going to be great. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no story. I just can't imagine what it had to have been like to watch a person who wants things done in a specific way that doesn't make sense for absolutely no logical reason at all to convey that information to a person who does not process information like anyone else. So I'm like, no, now turn it the other way. No, but so the label shows 
and then now turn it back. Just me over here trying to save my cousin's lives by making sure a paint can <laughs> faces the right direction and ah. Shubes having no concept of the where was and like he what Shubes does is if you tell him something then he uses that information and he projects it onto the next thing. So I'll be like, okay, put that paint can like that. And then he goes, okay, well, logically the next paint can should go like this and the next paint can. And I'm going, well, the next one can't go like that or something might happen to my cousin Al. So fuck, turn that one. It was the two of us trying to sort a side of a garage. Woof. And if it was reversed, it would have been the perfect combination for the greatest garage in the history of garages <laughs> it really would have if, because you have a very focused uh detailed person asking somebody to to move something and then you're getting it just right it really <laughs> would have been perfect but when it's flipped that way oh my god poor shoes listen i'm gonna tell you something if i was in your garage you'd be covered in paint yeah oh absolutely I would have got the lid open and just dumped it on you and said, that was from your cousin, Al, you bitch. I'm a big, that's why I'm a big do it myself guy. I don't like to involve other people in my goings ons and my happenings. Otherwise they start asking me questions about my procedures. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I got a procedure story. If you want to listen to it. Sure. I am boarding a plane to Salt Lake City, which, by the way, is it let me is, tell is you, the procedure that you had some sort of body sculpting? Because I saw you in some shirts in Salt Lake City and that shit looked painted on, daddy. What's up with this gym stuff? You got, you know, you talk about those gym. tits and that weight, but you look like you're looking I got yelled like at. I got yelled at a lot in Las Vegas and Salt Lake City for making fun of my body by people that came through the line. I think, uh, yeah, of course, of co you should. You look I like. You look like a guy who owns a fucking CrossFit gym right now. You shouldn't be on stage uh, criticizing your own weight. Yep, and, and I, I realize that. Dysmorphia. Yeah, because the because um, our good friend Amber Preston was nice enough to work with me this weekend, nice enough to join me in Las Vegas and Salt Lake City, and then uh, she was uh, not thrilled about how I was talking either. So, but but I got to tell you something: the people of Las Vegas that came to the shows. So I did a show wise guys in salt lake city if you haven't been or excuse me wise guys in las vegas first if you haven't been you should go it's not attached to a casino you don't have to worry about that kind of shit and that's sure. what i've been waiting for i've been waiting to do a club that wasn't attached to a casino because then people come in they get tickets comped and they there's no value to the show dude when it wasn't sold out in las vegas but the people that were there were there to party i mean it was so much fun both shows so much fun then you go to salt lake city and everybody's like mormon this and mormon that dude salt lake city is one of the greatest comedy cities as far as like crowds coming out and their reactions it's so incredible you have uh two other people were, were working theaters on friday night and we were still jam-packed I, so I believe, and I don't know what happened in pop culture, you know, you know, obviously the, I love South Park, but the South Park kind of some of the, I think the Mormons, which they don't like to be called the Mormons anymore. They are, they, this is something interesting. I learned they are, they removed that because they don't worship Mormonism. They are the sure. members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Right. And uh, I, I think they are a very underrated people 
especially as a comedy audience. So I, Michael Palisak, a bunch of years ago, he was going to do this show like in Sacramento. And it was like a, some he was like, it's like a clean show or something like this. And he says, that's somebody's house. And I was like, okay. And so he set me up with it. And it was um, um, at a Mormon, Mormon community. They all packed into this house. And there's something about performing for a group of people that doesn't care about alcohol at all. That is sure. It's comedy heaven. It is. You don't, you don't realize how much of your audience is drinking all the time and what drinking does to nuance until you get in front of like you do a corporate thing where nobody's drinking and that's a different sort of horrible. But when you're like, Hey, here's a hundred people who came here not to drink, but literally only for the, there's no other aspect to this other than the show. It's like when you go to a movie theater, there's popcorn and shit, but you know, you're not getting lathered up and fucking walking into a movie half in the bag. And I, I think I love, I used to bring beers to the movie theater, but it doesn't matter. Go ahead. I just, and I, I also think this is a longer topic, but I, I'm a big, I'm big in on the, the, the Mormons as an underrated group of incredible people. Now there's not, now I'm not talking, there's other, like the fundamentalist church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints where you're like, I'm talking like the mainstream. Oh yeah. Yeah. I get you. So, so these, they go on missions. It's called these young adults. They go on missions. You, you may know them as walking around your neighborhood with black pants, white shirt, black tie with a name mm-hmm. tag that says elder, whatever their last name is. So here's the difference. You get some people that come up. You with, think there's say, any you think there's any Mormons whose names are like Jeff Barry and then, you know, their name tag says Elderberry. I am. I think I'm going to shoot myself. That's how tired I am and lightheaded. Did I just make an Elderberry joke? Should the show did, end? But don't shoot. But don't shoot yourself. But just stop making those jokes. But. If you get a a Jehovah's Witness that comes to your house and you're like, nope, I don't have time to talk right now. And they go, all right, here's this pamphlet. And that's it. They leave. If you get the elders coming around on their mission and they go, hey, we'd like to talk to you about Jesus Christ. You're like, no, thanks. But thank you anyways. And then they go, hey, do you need uh, we could help you move. Do you need any help moving any any like furniture or doing yard work? And you're like, wait a minute. So. After I told you I don't want to do the thing that you came here to do, you're still going to help me. It really is incredible. So I, I have a friend who is a member of the church uh, that I'm learning a lot. I, I we, Back in Orono, when I coached basketball, there were a couple kids. So I learned a little bit about it. And now I'm learning more and more. And it's so much of the church. There's a, not all like I'm not. Don't fucking message me. Just leave me alone. Uh, but I've, I've got, by the way, Justin, Justin sent me this message. So long story short, this is a fucking detour, Chad. We are pulling up our deck. The muskrat damaged my fucking shoreline. He won this whole ha 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 size in a muskrat war. Cy lost the fucking muskrat war. I lost the battle, the war. He caused thousands of dollars of damage to my shoreline that has to be repaired before we can put our deck back down. And Justin messaged me. He's like, oh, man, I wish you would have found that out right before we had to record an episode. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> you're the only one who would have enjoyed that. I don't know why uh, I got two. There's two of us. That. There's two of us. Yeah. Sorry. There's, yeah. there's, there's two of us. You know, you two great are my is... brother, Greg. 
Yeah. Instead of putting up Christmas lights this year, you just have a sign in your yard that says, talk to the fucking muskrat. <laughs> Can't afford it. I was fixing my shoreline. <laughs> the, uh, but the, anyway, this, I've been learning about, uh, you know, there, there are, there seems to be a kindness in that community that is focused around relieving the troubles and helping other people and, and things of that nature. We, we should move on from this. I don't need to spend the day talking about my, I mean, let's, let's be clear about something very helpful people, but anytime a church is involved, there's trouble now. Fair. And that's just my, that's just my opinion. Allegedly. Come on, come on. Now I, you always do this. You're always shooting on religion. Give me another example. What have, let's play the game. What have the Catholics done wrong? Okay, so I'm in line to go to Salt Lake City. Name, name one thing I'm that the in Catholics line. have done wrong. <laughs> Listen, when you can't write lyrics for your songs because there are balls in your mouth, so it, every song is... <laughs> it's a pretty failed religion, in my opinion. Fine. Name two things the Catholics have done wrong. <laughs> yeah, I can't name two things. I could name, I don't know, 10,000. But, but besides that, I was in line to go to Salt Lake City. And my thing is, <clears throat> when I board a plane, I wait until the last, I wait to be the last person on. It's not because it's like a whatever, I think I'm going to jinx the plane. It's not anything involved in that. It's just, I don't want everyone walking by me mouth breathing on me or their kids touching me. I had a kid touch my, my leg once I had shorts on and he put his full palm on my leg. And I'm like, this is how you get pulled off a plane and arrested for a long time. So I put my hands in the air, like I was on a roller coaster and looked at the mom, like, just, so you know, I, I don't know what to do. And I pulled my leg away. It was very uncomfortable. I probably made it more uncomfortable than it needed to be, but whatever. I have, uh, I am always the last person on the plane, too. And it is definitively because I don't want to jinx the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go on for different reasons. But a lot of times when you board last, the overhead bins are full, full. right? Yep. And so they will start, they'll start, they'll make an announcement. Hey, guys, just got an, uh, a message from the flight crew. The overhead bins are full. We're going to need to check your bag to your final destination. Now. I, a lot of times that doesn't affect me. I've said, I've said this before. I'm very lucky. I fly too much. So I get upgraded a ton. Mm -hmm. And the first class bins are just for the first class cabin, right? Uh -huh. As soon as you get past first class, you can put your bag anywhere. It doesn't matter. But they, for some, they save whatever. And if those are full, you can ask the flight attendant be like, hey, can you put this in the little, the little uh, closet thingy? And they'll normally do that for you. So this woman is two people ahead of me and they have to check her bag and she is losing her mind. I mean, really losing her mind where she's like, I packed my bag this small. If I knew I had to check it, if I knew I was going to have to go to baggage claim, I would have packed more stuff. I would have gotten here and checked my bag. She's losing her mind. And I go, I go, uh, has yelling ever helped you in any situation? That's what I say from behind, said right? I, to her. To her, I go, has, ye has yelling at a person ever helped you? And then she goes, this is none of your business. And she pointed her finger at me 
and then rotated back to the gate agent and started pointing her finger right in the lady's face. That's my, I was telling our friend Brooks a story the other day that I'm not going to tell on this show because I come off like not a good guy in it. I got in an altercation at Menards with the manager of Menards, but it's because he started pointing his finger in my face. Like there's something yeah. about you can't point your finger in a grown-up's face. If you point your finger in a girl, like we should all get to carry garden shears around. And the rule should be you can point your finger in somebody's face, but if they can snap it off out of midair, you just don't get a finger anymore. You can't do that shit. Yeah, I actually do that to lighten the mood because I have seen, I mean, the next step from finger pointing in someone's face is pulling the finger back and punching them in the eye. And so I will try to lighten the mood by pretending to bite their finger as they point it at me. Grab yeah. their wrist and just, um, um, <laughs> um, um. I just, I just pretend to chomp at it just to be silly. Um, so this just lady start is blowing their finger. Is this what you wanted, mommy? Is airport mommy sad? Um, yum, 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 yum. With the most sensual sounds you can make. So she's now she's pointing her finger at the gate agent's face. And I said, well, now you're just being an asshole. And then she looked at me, she goes, what did you call me? And I said, I called you an asshole. And she goes, you can't call me an asshole. I go, lady, you're being an asshole, which makes now I get to call you an asshole. I wouldn't have called you an asshole before you were being an asshole, but now you're being an asshole. So that's the only logical next step. And so now everything, and she goes, you know, freaking out. And she goes, well, you have to check your bag too. And I go, I bet I don't watch this. And then I got to the gate agent and I go, excuse me. I know that sometimes uh, there's room in the first class cabin and, and as you're going by there after the first class section is sat, that they allow you to put your bags up if there's room. I was wondering if you would let me go down, print out my, my ticket for my bag, but also let me go down before I put it on and just see if there's room. And because I was being nice, I mean, of course, this, so the gate agent goes, she, she looks at the lady looks back at me, tilts her head and nods and goes, yes, you can in a really childish, <laughs> like she was really giving it to this lady. So then I go, thank you very much. And then I look to the lady and I go, why don't you try that approach? So then she tries the same thing, but sigh, there was only room for one bag. So I put my bag up shut the bin and looked at her and she had to check her bag anyways. It was so great. It was oh, so fantastic. Man. Oh man. Ah, yeah. that's so good. It was, it's one of those moments where it's no big deal. Nobody's getting hurt, you know, it, nothing like that, but someone's just going to have to take 15 extra minutes to go get their bag. But because they were being a jerk. And that to me is one of the most fantastic things in life. There are certain things that I, I know suck about traveling. Like if you get delayed and stuck in a city for eight hours or a day or something like that, to me, to me, there's th certain things worth focusing on and complaining about. Yeah. But I, don't, I think I'm one of those people who've just accepted what traveling is like, there's going to be kids that cry on your plane and somebody right. you're probably going to check a bag 75 50 percent of the time when you don't want to like 
there's stuff that I think if you decide to fly, the airline's business model is like, you got to fly anyway. So fuck you. Like they don't, they don't care right. at all. Right. So I, I'm always surprised by these people who get so worked. Like you see people on the plane, just like twitching and jittering because a kid's crying. You're like, did you not? There's 190 seats on this plane. Just by yeah. the math of humanity, did you think there were no going to be no babies? And did you think right. that a baby was going to be chill as pressure dropped in its brain for the first time? You know, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. People don't think of that. And uh, it's just like I think I've said this before, but if you it's public transportation, it's a fancier bus. And yeah. so, you know, if you if you want to bus. it's a middle class. Yeah, bus. If, if you wanted to travel by yourself, you should have tried harder in high school. I've said this before, but it's the truth. You know, you should have. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's always interesting to me because I am a spaz in some places, but at the airport, I am so calm because I know there's nothing I can do to control. You can't do anything about it. Yeah. And, and also when the overhead bins are full, it's not the airline's fault. If you do the math, three suitcases should fit in every bin on every side. Yeah, so people break the fucking rules, right? They put their backpacks up there because they need more leg room. It's so it's the selfishness of humanity that is creating this problem. It is absolutely I mean, not. The airlines, I've seen people put three bags up there. I mean, the airlines do continuously keep taking rows of seats. Like they keep, inching seats closer and closer and closer like they'll add a row and then all of a sudden every seat is a half an inch closer and pretty soon your kneecaps are on your tits and you know not mine my feet don't even touch the ground dude it feels great oh cool that's really i just sit i just sit and kick my feet the whole flight i got nothing but space When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply speaking of traveling there i need to tell you about the dogs in this neighborhood uh, everybody has dogs we have a dog what does that have to stop i'm sorry but what does that have to do with traveling did you just try to pull one over on me have we addressed the fact that there's something going on with me today and i feel lightheaded and kind of off my game well, it was because you were like, speaking Have of traveling, we let, addressed that. speaking of traveling, let me tell you a story about when I'm at my house where I live and don't travel. Well, maybe if you weren't uh, such a fucking impatient bitch, I would get to the part that relates to traveling. Oh, I can see the wheel spinning right now trying to change the story. All right, Cy, I'd love to hear it. So I would like to tell you about two different things I've seen and learned <laughs> that are dog related in oh, our neighborhood. Let me guess. One of them's traveling. Okay. One of them does involve traveling. Not your version, like not the Chad human version of traveling, but it is you going to be like for a dog. Yeah, he traveled. So that'll be the second okay. one. So 
for fuck's sake, let me tell them. Uh, the first one is I was on a, I was leaving the backside of my neighborhood and there were two women on a walk. And the one woman has two dogs, each on a sure. leash, one on each leash. And okay. then she has a dog hanging off her chest. Yeah. In like a doggy baby Bjorn. And <laughs> I just with the first, I have so many questions. Like, cause you could have easily held three leashes. I've seen people do it before, but I don't know if they're like, the dog doesn't want it, but this dog was just like, he was just in there. Like having like, this is how we walk. I don't know if he's a dog, apologic, like if his hind legs don't work, I don't know what the situation is, but yeah, the other dogs are out sniffing and having fun. And he's just like, yeah, this is what I do. I ride on this woman's stomach and that's my, that's what it is for me. And so initially everything about it is very funny, but then the woman walking with her has nothing. And Oh, there's, there's another person. There's another human with no responsibilities. Yeah. And that made me laugh so hard. Cause I, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure that's, there's no nothing to it, but I just like, no, I'm not walking your fucking dogs, Lisa, figure it out. I want to go on a walk with you the human and so sure. this this woman who just is in her house with her dogs all day and like just could you could you walk one of them she winds up with one on a bjorn and two on her things while her friend is just completely unwilling to share in the dog responsibility and i did i make all that up yes but do i want all that to be true oh my gosh yeah <laughs> the second story so this is something jenna found out Jenna's adventures in the neighborhood are way different than mine. Uh, you know, everybody, nobody puts any pressure on her. They just like, hey, do you want to just talk about life? No one walks by like, you better not fuck up Christmas. No one's doing that shit to her. <laughs> because it's probably because they see her out in the yard doing all the work. They're like, let's yeah. talk to the other guy about the Christmas decorations. So somebody in our neighborhood had a, I believe it's a pit, a pit bull. And this is... I need you to buckle your little heart up because this one's going to be a little, this could be a little hard. Not, it's just going to be a little, well, I'll just tell it. I shouldn't have said that at the beginning. What, what kind of dog was it? It's a pit. It's a pit bull. If I had a pit bull, that's all. I would play fireball as I walk the dog. I would have a boom box in my Bjorn and I would walk my pit bull and I would play that song. It would be, Every single day of the year, regardless of weather, that's what I would do. I'm going to go ahead and rescind my apology about the elderberry joke and keep telling this story. So <laughs> the so Jenna is talking to this person, and here's what they find out. This person had a pit bull. Fireball. And the pit bull went outside to go and be a dog outside and do dog things. And yeah. it ventured off and got lost. Oh. And uh, they couldn't find it. And then they couldn't find it some more. And then it was just gone. And the whole winter, winter happens. They obviously are very sad. They've cleared, they made, I'm sure they've made signs. They did the whole thing searching for it. I'm, this is a story coming from Jenna. So I don't have the specific details. Okay. Okay. Uh, but very sad obviously and then in the springtime the dog showed up 
Yeah. Oh my God. Because do you know what that dog had to do to survive a winter? Yeah. There was a missing dog and now there are missing children. <laughs> well, here's, here's where I, it's going to get a little sad. It like showed up with like frostbite on its ears and a patch on oh, its no. hair. I know. So it's like, uh, it's, it's, you remember that movie Homeward Bound? With sure. those, uh, what was the Michael J. Fox was the pit bull, I think. I think the dog's names were there was Chance, Chance, I think, was the golden retriever, Sassy was the cat, and everybody's like, Sass, fuck, the dogs might make it. That cat is fucking dead. There's no way that cat's <laughs> making it. Uh, but Chance, and plus, and they're also not all hanging out together, even in the house, dogs and cats don't hang out together very often. You're not all right. getting lost in the woods and being like, let's the three of us try to venture home. <laughs> um so i don't remember maybe chance chance was the pit bull. it doesn't matter so this dog homeward bounded itself and it uh it's really sad and now the jenna said that when the dog goes outside like you have to go outside with it and it wants to sure. like it's like i'm gonna watch you while i pee and then we're gonna go in together right we'll go into the home together <laughs> oh my God. i know it's so sad but I, part of me thinks that's not good. But the alternative is him being like, better not let me outside again or I'm going to go fuck around for a winter. Like, you don't want that dog in your house. You don't want the dog that disappeared for a winter and doesn't regret it. You don't want that situation at all. <laughs> there's, a, there's a movie called Summer School with Mark Harmon is the teacher. And at the beginning of the movie, this guy asks for the bathroom pass and then he leaves and then he shows up for the final three at the end of summer. And he brings he goes, you're not in my class. And he goes, yep, went to the bathroom and hands him back the bathroom pass. <laughs> That's what reminds me of that pit bull. Just like, I'm going to go see some shit. I'll be back for the final. Yeah, I think I mean, it is really sad. But the the alternative, the alternative is a way bigger bummer. Yeah, no kidding. Um, speaking of dogs, I was in an elevator. Do you want? Do you want to uh, fuck off? Fuck you. <laughs> that he did. He went. He traveled. He traveled for an entire winter alone. The, he. You don't know where a, he was. He didn't even have a chance. He didn't even have a chance. Or sassy. Yeah, he was just there. Like they just didn't look in a certain corner of the garage. <laughs> right. Finally, they opened it and it was like he walked out to the front door like, guys, this has not been ideal. All right. So there were no dogs in the elevator, but I was waiting for an elevator in the lobby of a hotel. Okay. okay. Now, I always stand a good distance away from the door so people can exit. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not one of the people that tries to get on while the people are still on. The doors sure. open. And there, there's a man in the corner that I can see, and he is looking down on his phone, not moving. So I give him a three count, and then I think, oh, he must be, he must have forgot to push the button or whatever. So I, I make an aggressive move towards the door. Then okay. this other dude comes around the corner. So I don't know if his back was against the buttons, and he was just hiding and waiting, but he shot around the corner. And we are now, I mean, I'm telling you nose to nose because we both came in super hard at the same time. Accidental we're nose kiss. To, yeah, yeah. Accidental so kiss. Nose to nose. 
I, I stick the tip of my tongue out just to see if I can get the bottom of his nose. I can't. Okay. That didn't happen, but I were nose to nose and I go, Oh, wow. Sorry about that. I really came in with an aggressive move. And he goes, yeah, pretty pathetic. And I went, wait a minute. I go, you were like hiding and the doors were open for three seconds. So I made a move to get on. And and then I apologized to you. What's with the pathetic thing? And he goes, well, you should, you should never just go on to the elevator before people exit. I go, I can't see you. I couldn't see you. And I go, what, what do you want me to do about this? I apologize to you. What would you like me to do? And he goes, well, don't do it. And I went, can you give me an option that doesn't make me break the space time continuum? <laughs> because I don't, I don't know how to not do what I did. Yeah. That's confusing to me. So then he like walks off looking at the ceiling and he, he's like doing the thing that you do kind of talking to me as he's walking away. Sure. Yeah. The, the, the anger walk away. Love it. So two days later, I'm on the elevator and I can hear clicking and clacking running towards the elevator. This person's like, Hey, hold that, please hold that. So I hold it and I'm standing with my arm on the door. So I'm like kind of right in the entry of the, of the elevator and it's him. And so then I take my hand off the door and he goes, excuse me. And I go, no, thank you. And then the door shut (laughs) and he didn't even put his hand in. I expected him to put his hand in and then we're going to have the most uncomfortable elevator ride, but he (laughs) didn't even stop the door. So it could not have been more perfect where it just it slowly <laughs> shut as after I said, no, thank you. I won't excuse you. It just yeah. slowly shuts in between us. Dude, it was, that's the greatest elevator ride I've ever had in my life. And I've done <sighs> some naughty things. No, come on. But that's, you didn't need, you don't need to add that on. Have you had sex in an elevator? No, no. Have you had oral sex in an elevator? No. Have you had finger sex in an elevator? No. Of course not. I was talking you about get like drunk in an elevator. Yeah. Okay, that's. Yeah, I've been pretty drunk God. in an elevator. Maybe I've maybe I've written some things. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that a qualifies as naughty and b. God damn it, I hate the word naughty. You know what though? I'm gonna have to get used to it because. Come Christmas time, I think a lot of people are going to be calling me naughty for not decorating this fucking house. (laughs) Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.